0: Alright, welcome to this week's edition of Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed.
1: What's going on? My name is Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I am the T in Technical File, a.k.a. the man of a thousand vests. Also known as uh, Danny Terrio. If y'all don't know who Danny Terrio is. Don't nobody is. call you no Danny, Danny Terrio. Terrio. My mama call me Danny Terrio. Okay, shout out to my mama. <laughs> love, love the wife. I'm going to shout her out this week too. Hey baby, how you doing? Uh, shout out to Rogues. By the way, uh, we had another. We ain't doing. We ain't doing out shoutouts.
0: You just ruining the whole oh, introduction, man. <laughs> I,
1: was, I was in a groove already. I was just trying to get it out the way. Go on, whatever, <laughs> man.
2: <Anyway. laughs> well, yes, I'm the E in uh, technical file. Eric J, uh, the designated driver, the fact checker, the potster.
0: I like that. I am Camille. Clearly, I don't have to say I'm the C, because y'all probably have caught on by this point. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I am the point guard of the crew, uh, the lady of the hour.
3: Me, I am the K and <laughs> technical. K Harris, the gentleman, none other. The best there was, the best there <laughs> is, and the best there ever will be. Bret Hart in the building.
0: Right. <laughs> so... Any shout-outs this week before we get into Tim. it?
1: I, I got mine, but... Tim already I, said it. We should just well, cut him off. I got one more, though. Okay. I mean, so... Are we, go ahead, just... So, my shout-out also goes to... Uh, Camille got this friend, right? <laughs> <laughs> Camille got this friend named Phil. Phil is, like, a, a staple to the Jackalope Lounge, a.k.a. the Wicked Hop here in Milwaukee and stuff. So, Phil yeah he's he's the dancing machine and so they've been trying to coax me and him into a dance off for a while <laughs> and so last night
0: it was a dance
3: off. It,
1: it was a dance off last night i could not feel my legs this morning <laughs> but phil he knows his moves he knows his videos uh only person i know that memorized the entire Insync uh dirty pop video and i think bye bye bye
3: as well yes he knows both yeah
1: so uh, shout out to Phil, making me dance like I ain't never danced before. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, that's about it. Start, like I said, Rogues, too. We got the dub this week. A, it's our kickball team, by the way.
0: Sponsored by Rogues Gallery Bar on Water Street. I I mean, we just <laughs> <going out> street <laughs> <books>. <laughs> <laughs> Already three different bars.
2: Um, I don't really have any
3: shout outs,
0: so shout out Ashley. Shout out Mackenzie. That is so beautiful. Do you have any shout-outs this weekend? Um,
3: no, the same old, same old. Shout-out to the wife, Brittany. Love you. Family. All you guys listening.
0: Uh, we ain't going to mention that crumb from Fox Sports on this podcast. So if no you're looking for that, that you ain't going to hear our reaction to that. Just know I think he's a crumb, a bum, anything that rhymes with crumb that's negative.
1: Dumb. <laughs>
0: you talking about uh, Fedora? Yeah, Fedora. We're oh. talking about Uncle Ruckus. Okay. Okay, we ain't going to talk about him no more. <laughs> so how was y'all week? Y'all enjoy yourself? Tim already said he, he lost his legs, pretty much, so, you know.
1: It was Memorial Day, though. Memorial Day was a three-day weekend, so it, it wasn't bad. You know, it took a nice little drive. And on the countryside can be kind of refreshing. Um, but, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was a good week. It was a short week. It was the shortest, longest week I've ever had in my
0: life. That makes sense. <laughs> I feel like the day you come back from vacation, it's like the longest week ever getting reacclimated to being at work. So exactly. I definitely feel you on that. Uh, my week was cool. Just busy at work So this is, as I said last week, always welcomed um, So this week, uh, looking at the slate Things we're supposed to be talking about here It's probably going to be pr- it's going be pretty NBA heavy uh, We're going to touch on playoff sports Touch on fights in different sports Touch on WWE Extreme Rules A uh, little Tiger Woods And if we get time, we'll get to some fantasy football talk So that's what's on the slate If we get to it, we get to it If we don't, we don't We're just going to kind of roll with it so, playoff sports, Tim, you had a very interesting part about playoff sports. Did you want to tell the people about this?
1: Okay, so I found it interesting that um, found myself with well, me and Eric, <coughs> found ourselves watching the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, game seven, of the NHL playoffs. and it kind of made me start thinking that uh, does the playoffs is watching the playoffs actually helped carry over a fan base until the next season. So there's the effect of you watching the playoffs. Like, you sit there and be like, hmm, you know, I think I could probably, I can get with this. Mind you, we'll take it with a grain of salt only because it is the playoffs. It is intense. It is the best teams that season. But I feel like if you're watching the playoffs and you enjoy a game or two, you may be more inclined, if that's not your cup of tea, to continue on to the next season. If you can follow in the offseason, I think that's the only thing that that kind of skews it is the offseason. You don't care for the sport, you're not going to follow the offseason, you might just drop off.
0: Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, personally, I, I love sports. Uh, I would say NBA and NFL are probably my two, my two favorites. They vie for my attention of who's the, my favorite at any time. But um, I also watch tennis during the big open, so I've been watching some French open. Uh, tennis, not as excited because Roger Federer uh, dropped out. He's not playing, but Rafael Nadal is in there, and he's the master of clay. It's the French Open, which is on clay courts, which is some really fun stuff because they be slide and all this other stuff. But I only watch tennis during the opens. I don't watch tennis like just to watch it. And I think part of it, too, is I know some of the names. So if some of the players that I like are playing, I'm going to watch. And the same thing kind of with baseball. The World Series was cracking last year.
1: Yeah, definitely. Especially the Indians snuck in there. <laughs> that was that was a
2: shocker.
0: So I watch the World Series, but I'm not going to watch other teams outside of the Brewers on TV this season. If that makes sense.
2: That does. Yeah, I mean it makes sense to me. Like I um <coughs> I appreciate greatness, so makes, I like yeah. watching anything that's like the top of that sport. So, like, the World Cup is probably, like, my favorite thing to watch. Oh, my God. <laughs> <to watch> <laughs> yes, <laughs> the soccer. But yeah, like, to watch, <laughs> but, yeah, to watch a um, like just a regular MLS game has no appeal to me. Right. Same thing with baseball. Same thing with um, hockey. Like, playoff hockey is awesome. really fun. <laughs> but, like, a regular season uh, Penguins and Kings <laughs> game would have no appeal to me. Um, so like, uh, so yeah, I think that like, there's a reason that playoff ratings are higher because like the casual fans tune in at that time. And I mean, I always question like, how are there casual NBA fans? Like, NBA is great, but like, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> like this conversation makes me get it because it's like, you know, it's the best. Yeah. I mean, this it's the year, best time of the year. <laughs> this year, with standing, that's the best, uh, the most entertaining part of uh, each sport.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think especially when it depends how well your team is actually doing in the playoffs. That's true, too. That makes you, you know, makes it go over until the next season. But definitely, because everyone, every team takes it to another level in the playoffs. So you you get better, you know, better quality of work, basically, on the court, on the field, or or whatever. So I definitely feel like the playoffs definitely have something to do with the momentum going into next year.
1: So you mentioned the World Cup, Mm. right? So would you say, like, I guess casual <clears throat> people who don't watch the NBA on a regular basis would you say that the Olympics, when it comes to the FIBA World Championship?
0: No.
2: no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but Not even the Olympics for
0: basketball? Absolutely no. not. You know, because
2: I mean, like the the U.S. is so dominant in world basketball. Like the end all be all in the sport of basketball is the NBA Finals. It's not the FIBA World Cup or mm-hmm. the Olympics, whereas with, with the World Cup, like, yeah, you have like the Champions League or Premier, Premier League, League or whatever, like La, La Liga, I think is another mm-hmm. one. I'm just naming off <laughs> the one that I actually... Shout did. out
0: to Andrew, who keeps up on all the soccer. <laughs> I don't know who Andrew is, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Shout out to Andrew. Uh, <laughs>
2: but yeah, like... It, those are big, but, like, the World Cup is just, like, this worldwide event. So, like, everybody else gets into it. So I'm like, oh, okay, I, you know, I want to check it out and see what everybody else is talking about. The world,
0: I remember about. the uh, the 2010 World Cup. I was on Twitter, and I think one thing about being a sports fan, if you follow any one sport heavily, it's not hard for you to get into a playoff sport of another uh sport.
3: Right.
0: Personally, that's how I feel. I was on Twitter, the 2010 World Cup, and I was like, I don't watch soccer. Can y'all break down – the power level of these teams as if they were NFL teams. And that someone sucks. was like, USA is the <laughs> Eagles. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, they're they down there. And it was, it was fun for me to think about it in football ways. Like, okay, so this team is the equivalent of whoever it might be. But that I love playoff sports. And talking about playoff sports, we might as well just slide right on into the NBA final. We had the first game. Uh-huh. Um Yours truly was the... Uh, the <laughs> <spinach>. <laughs>
3: Right. <laughs>
0: Yours truly uh, was on the Technical File Twitter page, live tweeting the game. So shout out to all of you who interacted and followed during that time. Uh, we will be live tweeting during major events, so we'll be live tweeting throughout the rest of the finals. Uh, you'll get one of us any given game. And for the draft, Eric will be the man with the plan because he prepares for that like crazy. So. Yeah.
1: If you get random sporadic tweets, best believes probably me. <laughs> me. <laughs> it's probably me. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> random things to say. So,
0: game one. What do you What do you guys take away from that one? That disgrace. I just completely like changed the narrative. I'm sorry. <laughs> it
1: looked like the game that we saw two weeks ago in Boston versus Cavaliers versus Cavs. That looked like a bunch of eighth graders playing. The Monstars, like, it was Cats missing wide-open layups. I mean, it drives to the bucket. It was just nobody's playing defense whatsoever. Now, mind you, we all know that the Cleveland Cavaliers don't play defense anyways. I don't care what y'all been saying about them throughout the entire playoffs. Some, some, oh, yeah, they decided to step their defense off. They've been playing mediocre offenses as well. So it's not really that they've actually stepped it up. It's they've been playing the same way. They just haven't played an offense that's dominating them. And this game kind of, it wasn't even just like their defense. It was like their offense. They were looking like complete trash. It's <laughs> like Kyle Korver missing wide open threes. It's like, it, it was it was terrible. It, was, it really was. I mean, I think the nail in the coffin was in garbage time. We're talking garbage time, by the way, in the playoffs. In the fi- in NBA <laughs> Finals, we have garbage time. Matt Barnes drains a buzzer-beating shot clock three. Yeah. While heavily contested. As soon as he hit that, I was like, "Yep, that's that's pretty much how this
3: game is going. <laughs> like, it's terrible. It was awful."
0: Yeah, I definitely it, agree. Yeah, the
3: game was trash. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it, don't
0: don't apologize for how I you mean, feel. The no,
3: game no, was trash. All right, so I have some stats here. So KD played absolutely amazing. Um, KD played. He had 38 points. Um, he was 14. Jesus, for he had 38. 20, yeah, yes. 38 <laughs> points. He was 14 for 26 field goal, um, eight rebounds, eight assists. And he played 38 minutes. Um, Steph Curry played 34 minutes. Um, he had 28 points. Um, he was 11 for 22 at the field. Honestly, KD is the man I mean, at this point. Yeah. I think the only shots he missed
1: was the ones that he was actually guarded.
3: Exactly. Like, <laughs> it, it was guarded. just too easy for him. Like, and then I see, I, you, I, he actually took his game to another level because you can tell that like, he knows that like, this. I might not never get here again. Yeah. So let me go ahead and <laughs> let me go ahead and make it
0: happen. Eric's in here, like, man, let me, let me step <laughs> no, up. No, I. I've, I've,
2: one thing that I, I realized watching the game is like, this is really big for KD. Like, it is. This, this here validates his move from OKC. Like, if they flame out, or you know, like if they lose this series, like the heat that's gonna come down on him is gonna be crazy. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: he's. He's going for the throw. I mean, it's the NBA Finals, so everybody should be, but, like, he's going to take it to another level, like, above and beyond what everybody else is because so much is riding on him. Uh Um, And, I mean, Curry also has, like, a chip on his shoulder from last year. Um, You know, people talking about he doesn't step up in the Finals, which, I mean, last year... He didn't, but he was kind of hurt, which isn't, isn't an excuse. But, you know, like – It's reasons. Right. There yeah. there are reasons why people don't play well. Um So, like, he also wants to prove something. And, as I said last week, like, they're the more talented team. So, Thursday wasn't a su- surprise to me, honestly. I do think Cleveland will come back. Um, much stronger in game two. I
0: would hope so. Um, I was shocked at how comfortable KD looked. He looked like the stage wasn't too big. He was com- He felt like he was just playing a random game and freaking, I don't Weird. know, <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs>
2: preseason Brooklyn. Game.
0: Right, like it was just easy for him. I was shocked at how many open looks they had at the, in the at the paint, like just basket after basket after basket in the paint. And I was just kind of like, they're not even killing y'all by the three, which was what they live by. They're out here driving to the paint and getting easy dunks on y'all all all night. Um, LeBron was LeBron. I was on Twitter saying this. Like, I was kind of disappointed at how much he was deferring, seeing that his teammates didn't have it, Uh, which I think led to him having, I think he had, like, seven or eight turnovers by the end of the game or Mm -hmm. something like that. And I was just sitting here like, come on, he almost got triple-double with turnovers. But, (laughs) (laughs) like, I just just couldn't believe how they looked. Kyrie was out here just getting buckets and – I don't know. They look like a D league team competing against the uh, NBA team. It just wasn't fun.
1: So, what I've all what I've compared this series to was, <clears throat> you guys aren't familiar with Greek mythology. There's a story of Hercules.
0: Okay, I seen so I seen the Disney movie. <laughs> well, even if you seen
1: the Disney movie, okay, cool. There was Hercules. It was like a demigod who was trying to become a hero and things like that. So I said LeBron was Hercules because LeBron is like people put him on, a, like, this monster-ass pedestal. They're like, okay, yeah, LeBron is here. You know, if the better than Jordan talks. We're not getting into that. But <laughs> um, LeBron is, to a lot of people, Hercules.
0: Oh, I got some so, teal <laughs> left.
1: <laughs> so it's like, uh, whereas the Golden State Warriors are the Titans. And it's interesting because it's four stars for Golden State, and it was four Titans in the story versus Hercules versus the Titans. Yeah, Hercules had some help from the guys to help win. But this story may be a completely different one. Like the Titans may actually take over the world this time. (laughs) Even though I still, I'm still standing by Cleveland Cleveland in seven, seven. let's go. I'm still standing by that. Don't let
0: us down, LeBron. Yeah, I just hope we don't
2: have another game one (laughs) <laughs> the rest of the series is everybody still comfortable with their picks oh, yes. I'm not comfortable but I'm going to stand on what I
0: said because if I'm going to go down I'm going to go down wrong
1: go down in flames <laughs> screaming <laughs> eyes no, whole I
0: even time. wore Cavalier colors to work on uh, Thursday accidentally yeah I wouldn't do that <laughs> accidentally it's bucks all day
2: <laughs> I did say on uh, Facebook and Twitter that I changed my pick from Warriors in 4 to Warriors in 5 for two reasons petty One, reasons
0: He's yeah, being very well, petty.
2: Well, no, one was petty. <laughs> the other wasn't. One is, like, legitimate respect for LeBron. Like, he's great. Like, I think he can take over one game, like, where he puts in a Herculean effort. <laughs> right. Um, the other is because I want the series to be 3-1 at one point. Just because I want everybody. <laughs> just because I want, like, the petty. extra nail in the coffin. Like, ah. I don't even like the Warriors like that, but it's just, like, you want to throw it in their face. Basically. Oh, y'all thought it was sweet this year, too. Right. Oh, okay. Because I feel like dude. everybody's <laughs> going to jump on it like, well, the Cavs were down 3 1 last year, and you saw what happened, and it's going to be like you a 40 it. point game. <laughs> it's <laughs> game already starting
1: now after game one. Petty, yeah. You yeah. got a lot of Cavs like, oh. It's just, you know, they just filling the Warriors out gameplay. I've seen a lot of crap on Twitter and Facebook. It's been some days. hot takes. It's been some hot mess. Hot <laughs> like garbage, garbage takes. Garbage.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just Gar- I'm just Burning plan. trash in the alley. I love y'all,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> like cats, like, oh, yeah, you know, Cleveland intentionally took that L to game okay. plan against the Warriors. I'm like, come on, bro. No, like, come on. Stop, stop it. Stop it. it. <laughs> That's the <laughs> <a>
0: technical. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So what do y'all think is going to happen in the game to you? I think the Warriors are going to keep home court or do y'all think the Cavs will split game two
2: um I still think Golden State will take it my like in my 3-1 prediction like I think it'll be game three in Cleveland that takes um I do think we'll get a better better effort from the Cavaliers though I think Cleveland
1: is going to win game two I think they will even though the it's not a piggybacking off the Cavs fans almost a game plan, that's complete another garbage. But I think that the second game will be more so like LeBron like, Okay, listen, I tried to get everybody involved first game maybe somebody's in his ear like, bro, you really need to just do you. Like, yeah. just take over. There's a lot of open looks that he passed up or a lot of – granted, again, he he does a lot of offensive filing, but there's a lot of those charges in the paint that he should have taken that he decided to pass up.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think Cleveland's going to win the second game just because they, they basically got embarrassed. I don't see LeBron getting embarrassed or losing twice in a row. I feel like he, even if he had to put the whole team on his back, he's he going to make sure that they do get this win um, in game two. Yeah,
0: because you had Golden State in seven, so you expect some back and forth action. Exactly. Going on yeah, there. I think it's yeah. going to go
3: back and forth, back and forth.
0: For some reason, I feel like Golden State is just going to win game two. I think Cleveland's going to take it at home, but I think game two is going to Golden State, but that it will be a more enjoyable game. That crowd is wild
2: yeah <laughs> speaking of that crowd like this isn't on the rundown but what'd you guys think of the uh rihanna kd stuff
0: look let me just say that jeff van gundy uh rihanna <laughs> call was probably the best thing of the whole game <laughs> i was at home geeking out like oh LeBron, that dunk was crazy and mark jackson's talking to him and he goes what I'm sorry Rihanna just walked by me.
2: <laughs> I mean, that is the reaction you have when Rihanna, Rihanna walks fast. by. You. like you LeBron now, dunk. I've seen that a million times. Well, how many times do I see Rihanna walk?
1: That's <laughs> she she she, she, she grown a little bit so that might help in uh, the perception of some people.
0: Are you saying that you're perce- you, you was she, looking mm, like
1: Rihanna was a stick now she's getting kind of thick so I'm just saying.
0: You a rapper now? No, I I'm that <laughs> <laughs> basketball.
1: <laughs> but uh yeah, that, I thought that was interesting. It, it, that's, that's funny that he was just like, okay, yeah, I'm going to give her a stare. I look at her, like, hey, look at me, hey. Like, no.
0: But from what I heard, though, with uh, KD and Rihanna, it was Rihanna's friend who was the one talking the most to KD. He was looking at Rihanna thinking it was her. I don't know the truth of that. Whatever, it don't matter. Oh, one last thought before we move on from game one. Tristan Thompson was steaming hot poo. Uh <laughs> I'm, s- I'm so sad to see how far Deron Williams has fallen because <gasps> it used to be legit <laughs> conversations about him or CP3 and now he exactly. has no lateral movement no he just
2: he's old I was going to say he's old <laughs> I mean,
0: final he's time he's undefeated
1: last, well, I mean, well not last but one more KD has the meme of the playoff so far with LeBron sliding, doing the splits. LeBron might end up in
2: space (laughs) sometimes. I I, I mean, honestly, (laughs) I think that Steph's in-and-out move was even better. I like that
0: one more, personally. That in-and-out was nasty. It was a nasty (laughs) (laughs) swiggle-wiggle. Swiggle-wiggle.
2: That was a nasty swiggle-wiggle, baby. Hashtag (laughs) swiggle-wiggle.
0: But um, we're going to move on to... Looking at NBA team needs. So what we plan to do for you guys is over the next uh, four episodes, break down each uh, NBA team and what they need in free agency, what we think they should do, as well as who we think they should draft. Um, so we did a little little research, a little. You know, pr- preparation, unless your name is Tim, because you're going to be shouting <laughs> out <laughs> Tim Stats anyways, hashtag.
3: <laughs> mm. Hashtag Tim Stats. Give it to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, we'll talk about every single NBA team um, and talk about what they need to do. So, we're going to go in draft order. Uh, so, for teams that pick more than once in the first round, the second time or third time, if you're Portland, we get to them. It'll be very quick. It'll be more of a, they should probably take so-and-so. But... Uh for those teams who have traded out of the first round, the fourth episode, uh, we'll talk about those teams. So I think that's like Cleveland and Memphis and a couple Brooklyn other teams. State. Yeah. So <coughs> we'll get to them, too. So if you fans of the, the juggernauts, pretty much, who have all traded out of the first round because they don't need the talent, <laughs> we'll talk about them, too. So first up, we got Boston, them Celtics.
1: Boston is in a interesting before
0: you distract. even start, because I know how you get, you'll just start <laughs> rambling on with your temp Stats. <laughs> Who do you think they should draft? Let's, let's do that first. They got the very first pick, so it's anybody you can think of. Or do you think they should trade it?
1: I think they should trade it.
0: Wow, okay. i was like, what?
1: <laughs> I think they should trade it because they have a nice squad, they, right? But they have no offense. Really. <laughs> they, they, they're, they're depending on Isaiah Thomas and ball movement. To make an offense, whereas you got the number one pick that teams are looking for. You say you package this pick for a offensive superstar that may be available, like AJ Me Butler, who can play for Boston.
0: I wish that there was a video camera in there so y'all <laughs> could see the way me, Ken, and Eric are looking at each other. Because like.
1: I'm mean, like, like, Boston is in a position, yeah, okay, so you may draft, say you they draft folks like everybody's been saying. Say, hypothetically, they do that, okay? So, you have a bigger offensive point guard that can make plays and things like that. Okay, I get you. You, you got a 6'3 guard. Whoop-de-doo, right? Or you can switch that into a veteran who's done known score, who's a commodity, in this league already. That's just how I feel about it. Like, you can go with a youth movement all day, but they're still a really young team anyways. And Isaiah Thomas already said, hey, I'm going to take a little bit less money to bring in a little bit more power. So why not switch that into something where you already know, okay, well, we're going to screw him later on his contract. and We're going to make sure we find somebody that can actually score for us and flip that into something. Use that contract. All
3: right, so I, I feel what you're saying, but Boston has the number one pick. You never trade away a number one pick. I don't care what it is. It's like it, you never do, no matter what. Um, I feel like they should, they should draft um, Malik Monk.
0: Wow, that's
3: a high pick for Monk. I, still, I, I <laughs> that's pure him. offense. Exactly, that's what they need. They need pure offense. I feel like they, their defense is fine. So who's I going think to they bench? need someone. Malik put put Malik at the two. So Bradley's going um, to
1: the bench. <sighs> exactly.
3: So, <laughs> that, that's my yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like that Monk is definitely offense all day, and that's exactly what they need. I think they should go ahead and draft Monk.
0: Wow. I I didn't expect the Malik Monk. Uh, <laughs> way to drop a bomb on me. Um, yeah, I think they should keep it. I think they should draft off uh, Fultz because you got to think short term and short short term. That's the tequila. I'm sorry. <laughs> short term and long term um, here because you have Isaiah Thomas and he has been balling, but he's also 29. He's like my height. I'm like five nine. He I might be taller than him. You probably You're probably yeah yeah. yeah. Um, and he <laughs> And he's liability on defense. I don't think that there's a problem with drafting faults. You can bring him. He's either going to be Isaiah Thomas's replacement or someone who can play off-ball with him. And given his height, I think he's like 6'4", 6'5", somewhere around there. He's a little bit taller than you said, Tim Stets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think he'll be able to play with Isaiah Thomas as well. Um, and with that being said, I, I mean, you, you can't trade Isaiah Thomas yet. I don't think. Not this summer. Not after mm-hmm. everything he's been through. Not after all he's done for the team. So I would keep Isaiah Thomas, draft faults and try to sign Hayward. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. But that should definitely, I think, that would be a nice little core because I think the Celtics are missing some additional firepower. Number one draft pick, sign a free agent, get Hayward or something like that. I think you're a contender in the East.
2: Yeah, I, um, I agree with a lot of what Camille just said. Um, first of all, draft faults. Um, at the trade deadline, I was kind of thinking short-sightedly. I was like, you know, you have this chance to take yourself, you know, to get over the hump. And if you can grab PG or Jimmy Butler, like, you go for it because these mm-hmm. are the type of guys that you hope that you draft with the number one pick. Stepping back from that and seeing the way that the playoffs played out, it's like Boston isn't there yet. Like, they're not one piece away. So, right, they need a couple you know, pieces. they're in a unique position where they can plan for the future, be set up for the next ten years – and compete in the same at the same time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so like they don't need to rush into uh, making win now moves where they have all this cap space, they have all these draft assets. Like you can do both at the same time, which usually I'm yeah. not a fan of. It's like pick one or the other. But They're like, in a unique position, right? Like you're you're the best record in the East. You're one of the top three teams, I would say. Um, and you will be for the next four or five years with the core that you have in place now, and you have two so far top three picks you have another probable lottery pick coming next year um you
0: i'm can so ball. sorry brooklyn nets fans that y'all got fleeced so bad <laughs> oh brooklyn my god nets <laughs> it's not
1: even, i mean shout out to aj with the fleecing but it's just crazy like they got
2: fleece yeah <laughs> but and that's another that's a sign like don't go all in you I know would what i mean with, like yeah. the, don't don't make short-term decisions that can like bankrupt you in the future
0: that's exactly um, what i was going to say too
2: right so like you said they they have cap space to sign a max guy this year mm-hmm. i don't know if hayward will leave but like if he does like he's definitely going to boston that would be
0: a great fit right i think
2: um yeah it gives them another wing you know it gives them another score it gives them a better defender you know it it allows th- it frees them up to then trade their Crowder, own pick. yeah their own pick um it Freezing up to trade Crowder whose contract is coming up, Bradley whose contract is coming up, Smart whose contract is coming up. Like all those guys are on really cheap contracts and um like they'll have to be re signed for big money, which I doubt like I <laughs> between IT, Marcus Smart, Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder, somebody like two some of some those are guys hats. are not gonna be there. Probably, After yeah.
0: the next two or three years. Bradley mm-hmm. might get a max um, nice contract actually. Somewhere else? Somebody. Somebody
2: yeah. like nice else. Yeah. So like they already have Jalen Brown who can slide into the starting lineup at some point. Fultz is a guy who can be an all star mm-hmm. one day. Mm-hmm. Um and then the pick next year, like then they can get their big. Then they have wing they have three levels. You know what I mean? Like they have their, their ball hand, their primary ball handler, they have their defensive wing, and then they'll have their big man, hopefully. Um so they're set yeah and you can like kind of age gracefully, like as i t gets older mm-hmm. as whichever of the other core pieces get older, you can just plug in and like give the younger guys more um responsibility.
0: It is a beautiful time to be a Boston Celtics fan, so I, don't I mean know to. but okay, <laughs> but there's probably some <laughs> listening here, so <laughs> I mean, so yeah, that's number one draft pick right there. Number two, we got the l a Lakers. So, I'm, nope, it's got to be Ken. Ken has got to start this <laughs> off because okay. he is the Lakers. He's been a Lakers fan since I can't remember.
3: Uh, man, man, I think I came out the womb with a Kobe girl. You remember, <laughs> a quick aside,
0: when uh-huh. we was younger, like we had just met, and it was like the 2000 like Western Conference Finals. We was on the mm-hmm. phone. I remember it was really hot that summer. We was on mm-hmm. the phone. He's sitting here. He had a Kobe fro for like 15 years. Yeah, like Kobe absolutely. had cut it off, and Ken was like, nope, Kobe it. fro. But um we was on the phone and he's sitting here like Kobe all day, Lakers all day and I'm like, <laughs> Sacramento got it this year. Stop it. Wrong. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <wrong>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, Can, What do you think the Lakers should do? Um I mean this off season, starting with the number two pick. I mean just moves in general.
3: Okay, so <laughs> what the Lakers should do. I, I we're gonna go ahead and drive ball.
0: Okay. All right.
3: Mm-hmm. I pray to the heavens that he is not a bust. Okay? I think he
0: will be. But
3: you have, I, I feel like <laughs> you to have that. to at this point because he's so much hyped up. So even if he, let's say he doesn't play as good, he's going to bring more excitement to the Lakers because people want to see, want to actually come see him to see if he actually, if he's going to live up to the hype. Right. So I feel like it'll be a good move to go ahead and draft ball. Um, like I said, I pray to God that he is not a bust. But um... I think that we should go ahead and try to make a move to get rid of Russell. Mm. I feel like. I agree with you. Um, it's a lot of teams right now that can use a, use a guard like him right now. So I definitely think that we need to go ahead and try to make a move for that right now. Definitely because it's almost guaranteed that the Lakers are going to grab ball. So that's almost guaranteed. So go ahead and see what we can do right now to go ahead and get rid of Russell right away. Um. <clears> oh,
2: <throat> Yeah, I do agree. I think they should just go ahead and draft ball. Like um, the more I've looked into him, like he's a really specific player, yeah. but he does some things like out of this world. Like his yeah. vision is crazy. His mm-hmm. off-ball cutting is crazy. He's a really good shooter despite his form. His weird form, <laughs> right? Like he'll be a defensive liability, but like mostly ball handlers are. <laughs> to be I mean, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, honestly, I like like if Jordan, not Jordan Clarkson, um, if. D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell, Russell, like if he can tamp it. down his ego a little bit, <laughs> like if he can buy in, like I like the fit of the two of them mm-hmm. next to each other, like because D'Angelo does a lot of the things that Ball doesn't do well.
0: Mm-hmm. That is true. Um,
2: I play offense, like on offense, <laughs> <laughs> he's a really good offensive player, right? Uh, but I mean, like he he can uh, Lonzo's handle isn't great, so like mm-hmm. for him to be a point guard, like is like it's it's a very average to below average handle. Mm-hmm that means that D'Angelo can do a lot of ball handling where it's like he did at US, UCLA like Lonzo can kind of direct the offense like from the side mm-hmm. play off the ball but still like get everybody involved and be like hey this goes there this goes here get people in the right spots um, and I mean like I said with the with the Celtics like don't make short term moves like just keep mm-hmm. like Keep your cap space until next year. Like you got PG coming. Like I don't care what anybody says, yeah. he is yes. coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so just you know, this is your last year. Just mm. wait. Just wait. Like if you can get off some contracts, get off, get off of them. But like, don't do anything that adds to your long term cap.
0: And I definitely agree with that. I don't think it's any point for the Lakers to trade for Paul George uh, at this point. Why give up assets when he's going to be a free agent this upcoming summer? And you have a very strong chance at landing. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Basically learn from the Knicks. Like exactly. The Knicks <laughs> gutted their team for Carmelo when Carmelo was coming in the offseason. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So, I mean, I agree a lot with uh, what Eric said. I think Lonzo and Russell could coexist. I think that will be the move that the Lakers make in the draft. It's like the storybook ending. Like, LeVar Ball got what he want for Lonzo. Um, but I have read that the Lakers said that Lonzo needs to blow them away because they're also bringing in uh, Fox, And he could be really interesting on the Lakers. Mm -hmm. Not saying that I think that they're going to draft Fox over Ball, but I think Fox on the Lakers could be really interesting. But with that same idea, I think if they did that, they would have to trade Russell. I don't think those two could play together. Mm
1: -hmm. That's my pick for the Lakers It's De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. I think De'Aaron Fox would fit in a lot better with the Lakers than Ball because the Lakers are, in essence, they are one of the younger teams in the league. They want to run.
0: Yeah, they got some and options, too. Fox
1: runs with that ball, and he plays great defense. I mean, That's yeah. That's what you're getting outside of ball. Granted, you're losing probably one of the great – he could potentially be one of the greatest passers in the league, potentially, because all all this is based off of Strictly potential. But De'Aaron Fox is a great slasher. You give D'Angelo Russell a little room. You give uh, a good fast-break offense. Like, you guys are rolling, like, out on breaks 20 30 40 miles an hour on the court like flying up and down the court and but you also have a player that's 6'3 granted he got a smaller frame but he's a great defensive player like he can actually stop somebody's point guard
0: yeah I mean it's it's an interesting way to think about it but we'll have to I think like being honest it'll probably be Lonzo yeah so I mean if it wasn't Lonzo I would be shocked watching the draft like they, they what like <laughs> who can believe it but uh number three spot we got Philly who got the pick from Sacramento for flipping uh personally um man Philly's interesting um I think they should draft for the best uh player available not necessarily for need uh because that team has so many injuries you got Embiid who's injured Simmons has missed his rookie year so, I think that you need to just get as much talent as you can on Philly and then try to move with that. Whoever emerges as being the best, you build around that. They don't, I mean, they, they got time. Like, they're not in any playoff chase or anything like that. I mean, they might get Kyle Lowry this offseason. And if Kyle goes back home to Philly, I would be like, I guess you didn't mean what you said when you wanted rings. You want them cash, but. I mean, he ain't getting rings in hours, <laughs> so, Right. <He laughs> but, I mean, yeah. And I mean Philly's an interesting place too because they I believe they have a lot of cap space, if I mm. read everything correctly. They a ton of cap space. And they could be in a position to just acquire more draft picks by being a salary dump for another team. I mean, it was a lot of bad contracts signed last offseason. So Philly's in an interesting position. They could be good. Uh I feel bad for Okafor. Uh I think he's just the odd man out. So I don't know. I think Philly if I was Philly, I would probably draft uh Fox because I said Lonzo will be gone. Either Fox or Lonzo, whichever point guard's on the board, I would draft one of them.
2: Like, I want to say, you know, draft the best player available. Just get as much talent as possible. Um, but you brought up Jaleel Okafor, and they did that when they drafted him, and now he's, like, rotting away on their bench. To, like, his trade value is... Zero. <laughs> yeah. Like they just traded Nerdless Noel for basically Justin Anderson.
0: I think I say that just not to cut you off, but I think I say that because the board is so guard and small forward heavy at the top. Yeah. Best at the best three, player. the best player is gonna yeah. be someone who fits. It's kind of a you know, they get both.
2: I mean like honestly, I think that the best player on the like assuming Falston Ball go two, I mean one two, I think the best player available will be Josh Jackson. Interesting. And like I like the fit of Josh Jackson there, but he also doesn't shoot and Ben Simmons mm-hmm. doesn't shoot. So, I don't know if you can have two non-shooters. I mean, granted, they're both, like, 20 years old, so they can develop. But as of right now, like, neither one of them projects as a shooter. Um, So, I don't know how they fit. But I would still probably go Josh Jackson just because, like, he gives them perimeter defense where, as Jason Tatum
3: doesn't. Okay. Well, Philly. I mean, how long has Philly been rebuilding? They've been rebuilding <laughs> <laughs> you know, every year. Hey man, know, so. hey man. Trust the process, I'm man. I'm just trust saying, the like, yeah, you know, something's got to give somewhere. But um, I feel like Fox. I feel yeah. uh, I feel like Fox would be a good a good look for them. Um, you know, especially with what he can do uh, with the ball right now. Because
0: they need a guard. Exactly. They need a
3: they need McConnell's a guard. I like guess Who? McConnell. Anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's not, though. He can shoot. All right. He's a backup. Yeah, he's definitely a backup.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, I feel like Fox would be a good move for them um, to go ahead and do that um, and hope that Kyle Lowry actually comes, too.
1: Josh Jackson would be, I agree with Eric, Josh Jackson would be a really good pickup because then their front court would be, like, ridiculous. You have Embiid. If, if they can stay healthy. If they come back healthy. Simmons, Embiid, and Josh so Jackson. Who are you be playing be? at
0: the four in that lineup? I'll
1: play Simmons. Oh, Simmons is running point. But he's going to be a forward running the
3: point. He's going to be bringing the ball up at the four. Right. Philly needs to get a new medical staff. That's what they need. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody gets hurt. Like, like, it's ridiculous out there, man. Trade right, their uh, cap space for exactly. Phoenix's medical staff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, man, everyone gets hurt. So they need a new medical staff. That's what they really need.
2: Right. i say I like uh, Monk for them, too. Mark yeah, Michael okay. well.
3: So Speaking
0: of Phoenix. Right. Speaking of Phoenix, <laughs> do you think they even have a plan? I don't.
1: I don't think they have a... I don't have a clue what they want to do. Because last year they should have started rebuilding and they
0: didn't. I mean, they kind of did when they tanked. Purposely. But you got
1: players that... They could have done something.
0: They shut down all their bets. <laughs> right. Like That's
1: what I'm they should have done something. They Could have got rid of some players to have expedite that. Re- you acting like this process. is NBA
0: two K, where you can just be like forced the computer to trade. Like <laughs> don't nobody want nobody on Phoenix.
1: Bledsoe is still a commodity in the league.
0: Not with that. I mean, he's. D- I'm not gonna say Bledsoe's a bad player, but his contract is kind of high. Uh, but then again, they also have Brandon Knight.
1: Was say Brandon Knight? Brandon Knight's on of the best. <laughs> year was in Milwaukee.
0: Bro- clearly and <laughs> <laughs> the Bucks got out at the right time apparently if that's what he became it but be the system too could be you never know with those type of situations but I don't know
2: honestly winning wrecked their plan like they tried yeah. to the tank that year and then they won 48 games mm-hmm. and that kind of like like that mess with the owner, so now he's like, "You need to, you know, go for it." And then that backfired on them. So like now they're actually starting to rebuild that like they wanted to start four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. They have pieces. Like I like both of the guys they got last year, um, Chris and Bender. I like uh, Devin Booker, obviously. Like solid, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so like they have pieces. It's just they don't have like that guy yet. So. That's why I'm saying like either Jackson or Tatum, whichever one falls, like just take him and run with it. And I think depending on what team Tatum goes to, he could be the best player in this draft. He can be. Yeah. Well, who?
1: no, false probably will. <laughs> Tatum's a monster though. He's a he, that's a that's a he's nice. A really really nice player.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I think that uh, I would go with Jackson or Tatum. I would be on. I would pick Jackson personally uh, for the fit with Phoenix. But uh, next you got Sacramento, who got their pick from Philly um
1: grab
0: another center no I don't I I think that they're actually pretty set with their bigs um if I was Sacramento I would go with Tatum unless that unless Phoenix got Tatum then I would get Jackson but I would go with one of the threes that's available at that point in the draft Um, because they're picking again at 10 I would try to go for a point guard at that point because I would think that Dennis Smith or I can't pronounce his name thank you I'm just point to you. I need to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> One of them should fall, and I think that would be a really nice pickup for them. Not saying they're going to be good, but they got Buddy Hill. They got uh, Ben Malcolmore. He's a restricted free agent this summer. They got rid of Rudy Gay, which is good for them. So, <laughs> yes, Ain't good
1: for him. yes right. it's good yeah.
0: for everybody involved. So, I mean, Sacramento is looking up. I think that trading Boogie has helped them get on the right path a <laughs> little bit. I mean, having two lottery picks in the stack draft is quite the start. So. Yeah.
2: And I mean, Buddy was a top six pick last year. So right, he yeah. got some a decent return, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, just from talking to you guys, like it seems like the consensus top five is False Ball, Jackson Tatum, and Fox. So yeah, any, one falls, any or, yeah. Like, yeah, just take them. <laughs> it know, wouldn't like be the, one of
1: those destroy the draft. Oh my god, like right. the whole draft is just messed up. Or month. Them like I would
2: say, like any of those six, like you'll like they would fit in well. Like the prospect of monk and buddy like together was really interesting just because like that gives you two i won't say splash but splash (laughs) brother-esque shooters (laughs) but at least like lillard and McCollum, like it gives you two shooters in the backcourt two major scores and they're both like much bigger than the portland backcourt so like i think that they're at a good point where they can grab anybody and they'll be able to fit yeah as long as they don't take us center
0: and I definitely <laughs> apologize to you um Orlando Minnesota New York Dallas fans because we're gonna have to fly through y'all a little bit because <laughs> we can talk about NBA all day we could have a whole NBA show if we really wanted to um but we do have other things we want to talk about so
2: yeah just watch my Twitter yeah. oh, got <laughs> I've got all the draft needs I mean
0: uh, so I mean Eric really is the man to follow uh, for some introspective draft um, ideas thoughts uh questions so why don't you just go ahead and plug your uh, social media handle real quick
2: yeah so double underscore so that's two underscores Eric j <laughs> uh, <laughs> on uh twitter and instagram if you have any draft questions just feel free to sh- shoot me Ooh. a tweet oh. Or oh. oh
0: oh we're going that way all right
1: me nasty <bro. laughs>
0: Yeah, but, I don't yeah. know where to go from that. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to
2: hand it back over to
1: you.
0: Anyone have anything to add uh, about Sacramento?
3: Just don't draft the center, bro. That's, all, that's <laughs> all I said. Don't draft another center. Ken is nodding his approval of that. Yeah, they just need to go with the best available. That's what they need
0: to do. Which works out in this draft because, like I said, it's not that many bigs that's at the top of the draft right here. So, Orlando, um, y'all tried it. Y'all tried it last year with Aaron Gordon at the three. He's not a three. No. All right, keep him at the four. That's where he does work. Um, y'all also got Terrence Ross now. Y'all got the weekend. I mean, uh, uh <laughs> Elfrid <Elfram> Payton, <laughs> um, who did pick up his play a bit after the All Star break. He still can't shoot, but I mean, he's a serviceable starting point guard. Um, he had a couple triple doubles towards the end of the season. That's what so I'm saying. He picked it up after All Star break. Um, my first thought for who they should draft was um, what's this, the the seven footer, the the shooter, my kicking? Is that how you say his name for real? It is not.
1: McKinnon Mark- <laughs> Mark- or, Mark- or something like Mark- Mark- that.
0: Markinon. Yeah. S- Tim Stats. All right. <laughs> but,
1: uh, they talking about he could be another. Well, they're trying to peg him as a dirt 2.0. Right. So
0: when we get to Dallas, Dallas, is a, that's who I think they should draft. But yeah. for Orlando, they need shooting. So I was going to say no. Markinen. Yes. But um, I'm actually going <laughs> to go with Malik Monk um, in Orlando. I think that would be a good fit.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, just take the best player. <laughs> like, you don't have anybody that should be blocking you from taking anybody. There's nobody on there yeah. that's like, oh, you can't be replaced right now. But, like, they there. just hired, like, the people that drafted Giannis. So I'm trying to think, like, is anybody does anybody fit like that mode? I'm not saying they're going to be Giannis, but <laughs> young, athletic, has to wing. long. So I'm thinking maybe Jonathan Isaac. Um, Probably. But, yeah, either Isaac or Monk
3: would be good for them. Yeah, they definitely do just go best available. Make it happen.
0: Yeah. Funny you bring up, um, Jonathan, Isaac. That's who I would have Minnesota drafting, um, at seven. I think they should keep that pick, and I think you should take him. Um, you got Carl Anthony Towns, who was a beast. I've never seen a big play like him. You got Wiggins, who just gets buckets. And with, uh, Tom Thibodeau as coach, they need some defense. And I think that, uh, Isaac can be that. I think at his very bare minimum, he can be a three and D player, mm-hmm. um, his offense can be developed as he ages, but I think with Wiggins on your team, you don't need to necessarily be all about your offense. I mean, you can just kick the rock to them or uh, him or Carl Anthony Towns. You also got Rubio, although I hear the Knicks are like frantically trying to trade for Rubio, which is so interesting.
1: Rubio picked up his offense this past season. He did, but he, it's still can't
0: shoot.
1: <laughs> he shot a lot better this year. He's he still actually, can't shoot. Better does not mean down, he can't shoot. He knocked down some open threes for once. Okay. Still, <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you're i tw- I'm making up numbers. I'm making some Tim stats up. If you're a twelve percent three point shooter and you start shooting twenty percent, yeah, you got better, but you're still not good. That's view Rubio. I don't know his exact shooting numbers, but that's what I'm saying. He got better, yes, true, but he's still not good.
2: Yeah. Uh. So yeah, honestly, I think that they should trade it. Like, I feel like they have enough young guys. Like, solve some vets. Yeah, bringing some vets. Um filling the holes on your roster that way um because you know you're already down the path on the development of cat and wiggins Mm -hmm. um chris dunn even like they're all like in their early 20s now so like if you got if you grab another young guy like you're just waiting on him they need immediate help honestly Mm -hmm. um so i don't know who's out there for them that will trade for the number seven pick but like they need to explore that option in my opinion if they do keep it i do say like um Either Markinon or Isaac, like somebody that you yeah. can put at the four next to Cat, that can shoot and play outside.
3: Yeah, I'm on, I'm, I'm, I think that they should go ahead and um, trade the pick too, and um, see who is out there for free agency. Because um, honestly, right now they have a good a good young core. I feel like a vet, maybe somebody like Chris Paul. I'm throwing Boy, that out there. you don't get your. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I so I like you know, but no, definitely though. Some they need, they do need to explore the the option of trading their pick to to try to get a vet though to help out.
0: Yeah, agree. I mean, yeah, I can see that. Um, if they keep it, I will go with Isaac at the pick. If they trade it, Bravo for them as well. Timmy, you have anything you want to add to the? He shook his head. He, you know, there's no cameras in here, but he shook his head. No, how much you moving? <laughs> New York, New York.
2: Phil. Um, <laughs> yeah, Phil. Um, that should be the
0: end of the conversation. Basically. Get Phil Jackson out of there.
2: The
1: Save
0: Melo. <laughs> Save Porzingis. Save
2: Porzingis.
1: And Melo's still actually putting up numbers. That's the crazy thing. Like, he's still putting up really good numbers. He's just stuck in New York. Yeah. But, I mean, he has a reason to move now. I mean, I guess he ain't got
3: nothing else to do.
0: But, yeah, <laughs> uh, no one <laughs> the Knicks. They'll probably pass over, like, Dennis Smith and go ahead and draft uh other. Millicino. Yeah, there you That's a fancy name, man.
1: What is he, Croatian or
2: something? (laughs) French. (laughs) (laughs) A a French dude.
0: But yeah, I mean, they'll probably end up drafting the French guy over uh, Dennis Smith or something. I mean, they'll probably be Nixie and do something wrong at this point because Phil Jackson just doesn't seem like he can make good decisions anymore.
2: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) at old (laughs) age, right. If they (laughs) keep the triangle, then I mean, like, Nelikina fits better than Dennis Smith. That's true, too, yeah. Um,. So, yeah, like, take one with oh my guard you need a guard.
0: Anything else to add? or?
1: Just yeah. do what's best for the team and not for <laughs> personal reasons. It seems like Phil just doing everything he's he doing with New York for personal reasons. Like, oh, I want them to run my offense. I want them to run, be the team that I want them to be instead of, like, oh, we have this piece, we have this piece, we have this piece. Let's build and let's do what's best for New York. Mm-hmm. You know, instead, we're just doing what's best
3: for Phil.
0: Just a quick question. Um, do y'all think that Melo should waive his no trade clause? Yes.
3: Yes, absolutely.
0: Eric? No,
2: you're in a position like to like you have the power in this situation. Like they can't make you do anything and that's a rarity in the NBA. So I say exercise your power. Like if you can go to Dolan and say, Hey get rid of phil <laughs> like, you know because I mean? it's like i'm not going anywhere you can't make me go anywhere you pay me all this money like i can keep showing up for work keep ha- catching my paycheck and that'd be the end of the day um but like he has power in this situation he waives this no trade clause they can send him wherever like i can send him to philly you know what i mean like well not really because he has to waive it like conditionally but still like
1: because he, he still has say so if he waves it, he right? Like he doesn't have to wave so.
2: wave it until mm-hmm. they have a trade in place. Um, but yeah, like he he's in the like if he wants to win, like sure, wave it and try to get somewhere. But like at this point, he can't get to Golden State. He can't get to Cleveland. Like where can you go that needs Melo that gets you to a championship? Like to the level of those two teams.
0: I agree. Um, and
2: he loves New York, so he like, does. If, if it's about, like, your happiness, like, maybe it's not necessarily on court stuff. Like, it's, you know, I want to be in New York. I want to be near my kid. I want to be, you know, near all this stuff that I love. Like, I can't do that in Oklahoma City. That is a good question. Where would Mellow fit? Okay. I mean the Clippers are crumbling, so like, that's out. <laughs> yeah. The Lakers are waiting for Paul George, so that's out. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like where
1: where could Melo go to contend? He not not, he not just to any team, just so, right. where could he go to contend?
2: Houston he doesn't fit. It's a three it's a, a three point shooting team, fit. so he would he could fit in with them. He holds the ball too much. Like they're all, like they're movement. Right. They are Harden so and then San Antonio. Runners. Right. Of course San Antonio not. out. New Orleans out <laughs> Like Is untradeable? Miami maybe Like I feel like Miami Is the so only contended. place That I've heard him link to
0: Maybe Cleveland Playing with LeBron I think Because they're like, friends
2: Unless they trade Kevin I mean Love, it doesn't like fit really It doesn't work
0: league. But I mean Talking about just Fit alone yeah. Other than New York I could see him fitting In Cleveland The chances of him Being in Cleveland Are slim to none Because of just Contractual reasons okay. But
2: Plus I feel like Cleveland Like their main problem Is that they're old now Like they're Besides Kyrie Like they're Guys are old, so you're just adding another 32 year.
1: What about Melo in Boston?
0: That's interesting.
1: That's almost. I mean, he still plays some defense, but I mean, that's a lot of offense going to a defensive <laughs> heavy team. Some defense. Some some defense. I mean, then you have it and Melo <laughs> on the court. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> stuff, like,
2: <laughs> eh. But I mean, that's the offense that they're missing. I mean, like essence. I. I, I agree. I think that's probably like his best landing spot.
0: Yeah. Um. I think that Melo should just do whatever. He feels his best. If a trade comes up that he actually likes, go ahead and do it. But otherwise, like, I'm not, I I would tell him, like, don't wave nothing. Like, as Eric said, you're in a power position. So just wait it out a little bit. Um, What I think we're going to actually do, because we went long at the uh, front half of the team needs, is talk about Dallas and Sacramento on the next show. We'll get better with the pacing with that. It's just, you know, NBA stuff. We kind of geek out over it. Um, so we're going to oh, move bad. on. <laughs> we're going to move on to uh, some baseball talk. Um, before we even start, last week I heard of a listener, uh, Brian, hey, how you doing? Uh, said he was upset at the way that I talked about the Brewers. He said, <laughs> I talked about the Brewers as if they were the 76ers of the, the MLB. And that's not true, Brian, okay? The Brewers are not the 76ers. They're kind of eagle-like though. They tend to start well and then they fall off. Okay, I'm a Brewers fan. That's the only baseball I watch. I might not be all up in the minor leagues, but facts is facts. The Brewers tend to start fast, then they fall off the cliff. But they are rebuilding, so this is all a, p- a pleasant surprise. But I'm still not getting my hopes up in the Brewers.
2: Man, I swear you're gonna make sure we have no eagle fans. <laughs> 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 <Did> Everybody's
1: <laughs> no, you
0: know, so. no, no Philly fans. Period. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's not our fault. See, anyway, let's, See. Let's, let's get to the Major League Baseball. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with baseball, though. Before they uh, try to fight you. Right. I mean, they, they, they will fight me in Philly. I, I, I know that. So <laughs> um, a big thing with baseball is that uh, there was a recent fight this week, in essence. There was a, a fight, and I put quotes behind it, because superstar Mr. Man Eagle himself, Bryce Harper,
0: I like Bryce Harper. He
1: he's granted he's a fan favorite. He's number one in the AL All Star voting. So I mean, I that's mean that the, hair is just luscious. <laughs> Forget his hair, because <laughs> his hair was flying all over the place when he got punched in the face two times.
0: It was luscious though when he was getting whooped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like it was hair everywhere. I, I thought it was hilarious. Like it was it was terrible. He threw the, he thought he was gonna throw the helmet. Probably oh, thought God. about it before he threw the helmet, Tried to deke the pitcher, and the pitcher just gave him a two piece. Like that was hilarious. That was the funniest thing. But Harper is still the man in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a lot of competition this year with rookie Aaron Judge. Granted, we touched on him a little bit last week, Pauls, but we touched on him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron Judge is still tearing up the league. He is leading the league in home runs right now.
0: 18, if this is and up counting. to date. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and counting. And it's, it's, it's wild because he is putting, again, the Yankees back on. They have... The, I believe the second best record in baseball right now behind the Houston Astros. The Astros, who everybody thought was complete crap, they have like 11 or 12 losses on the season. They're like 36 and 11 or something like that. It is, <laughs> it's It's a really good number, I'll put it like that. They have the best record in baseball right now. They have 11, I'm thinking on a 12-game winning streak right now. Like Ten this sets. past Monday, <laughs> Monday, they had 11 runs in one inning. Tim's like task. that is not <laughs> 10 task. That is the fact. That's truth. actually a fact. That is the fact. fact. They had they were down eight to two and they scored 11 runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. Like that's wild. That is crazy. But other than that, the NL West, or the AL, I'm sorry, the AL East is wide open. I mean, because granted, the Yankees are in first place, mm-hmm. but everybody's you know they're separated by like four and a half games.
0: So, here's a question from a Brewers fan who is a casual baseball fan. Um, one of my favorite times during, like, baseball history in my lifetime uh, was the home run race with uh, Bonds and uh, McGuire. so Sosa. so yeah. Where, you know, it was, it was a <laughs> lot of dudes out there slaying home runs. She said she's
1: casual. I did say that. It's a <laughs>
0: disclaimer. Um, but for a casual fan who doesn't, like, follow the sport, follow the sport, I only follow my own team, do you think that Aaron Judge has the ability to kind of bring that mystique back to baseball? Like, I have to watch him to see what he does. You
1: would have kind of thought that Bryce Harper would have been that person, honestly. Because Harper came in with, he came in like with, like, LeBron-type hype for baseball.
0: Different markets. I mean, he plays for the Nationals. Let's, let's be honest. Judge is on the Yankees.
1: <laughs> True. True and the Yankees are always looking for that one guy. Guy. Like that's why they traded for Mark DeShir. That's why they traded for Alex Rodriguez back in the day.
0: I made sure to go see Jeter. Like
2: (laughs) I think that's the problem though. Like major league baseball has gotten so regional. Like it's all about like what your local team is doing. So like I don't think there is a LeBron of baseball because you Mike Trout is pretty close. He's I mean, good. he's like, good, he, he's but he doesn't have, but he doesn't transcend the game like the way that a Jordan or LeBron a transcend Brady. the game
0: for a casual fan. Right. I'm sure baseball fans love Mike Trout. It's a name I even know. So I mean like yeah, he's really good. He's one of the, he's probably the best center fielder in the game, but I'm not going to tune in to an Angels game to watch Mike Trout.
2: Right.
0: Unless they're playing the Brewers.
2: I mean like that that's just the way baseball is set up. Like you one guy can only have so much of an impact. Like, he gets up once every two or three innings. You know, like, he's in the right field. Like, balls come out there every blue moon. You know, like, it oh, my bad. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, like, balls come out there every, every blue moon. Like, there's only so much of an impact a non-pitcher can have on a game. And even the pitchers are up there, like, what, once every once a week? <laughs> so Depends. If you're in an AL, they don't never hit. No, I mean I'm saying like pitching. they pitch oh, once a pitching. week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so one player can only have so much of an
3: impact. I think the thing that being a baseball fan, that you love is that with the NBA, you already know, okay, the Cavs are gonna going to be good. Golden State are going to be good. NFL, Patriots always going to be good. But with baseball, it's literally a toss up every year. Mm-hmm. Like the best team can be the worst team, mm-hmm. you know, in the following year. So I think that that part of it is kind of exciting, being an yeah. actual, you know, baseball fan that you literally never know I mean, think what team is going to be series, It's yeah.
1: ultimate parody. Yeah, I mean, I'll die from the, the World Series that last year was uh, the story of two teams who most probably wouldn't have thought would have been in the World Series last year before the season started. Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's, it that depends, too, on how much you follow baseball. Because my husband, Noman, he had been saying for the last couple of years, like, watch out for the Cubs. And it pained him to say that because we're a Brewer's house. Yeah. But he was like, the Cubs are coming. Like, the Cubs are coming. They had a farm system.
3: like yeah, no, Exactly. Was five years in make it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, the Cubs change. are
0: coming. So when they actually took off, he was like, well, of course they took off. You see their farm system. So, I mean, like, I feel like the thing with baseball is that there's levels to it. Like, depending on how much into it you want to get, you can get into it. You can know all the minor league, all the farm all the prospects coming out of high school and college. But uh, for me personally, I just, I just don't, I don't want to say I don't care, but.
3: (laughs) You don't care, (laughs)
0: it's okay. Okay, thank you, Eric.
1: So I guess another wild thing that's kind of going on right now with the MLB is, Eric Thames for the Milwaukee Brewers has gotten drug tested five times already this season.
0: Randomly, apparently.
1: Randomly, Randomly. (laughs) put in quotations again, randomly. Oh, yeah, we're not just going to drug test you, but I need you to pee in this cup. So, <laughs> like, that's not necessarily unheard of. It's happened in the past, but it's fishy. It's really, yeah. really suspect. And the reasoning behind it, apparently, is because he played in Korea. Korea doesn't have necessarily a... They really don't have to, uh, a strict drug rule in Korea. Okay. So when you play out of the league for a year... And you're not affiliated with a minor league team or a major league team in the MLB. They test you more. They test you more often. But five times in the first third of the season is a lot.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, and it is. I mean, it's like, I get it. Like, don't call it um, random. But, like, I get why he would be targeted. You know, Mm -hmm. like, he... Come came back like just hitting home runs like left <laughs> and right and then like after he got tested a bunch like then home runs kind of fell off a little bit and then he hit another home run they tested him again so um like i get it but you know
1: yeah so,
0: d- don't call it random right
2: so would
1: you say well to me personally kind of a little conspiracy here would you say they're doing it randomly because he played in another league or is the league scared of another ryan
2: Braun effect
0: probably I mean, th- probably. I mean, that's a, a
2: topic for a different day. But, I, I definitely, <laughs> yeah, that's probably what they're afraid of.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we touched on fights a little bit. So, you know, we're going to get into WWE. I heard some feedback from a couple of you out there um, that you appreciated. Even people who don't even like wrestling were like, that's different. So, just want to let you guys know, Ken is your voice, okay? <laughs> Ken really started getting back into wrestling because of us.
3: Exactly. Like, absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm straight, like... You know, attitude era like Shawn Michaels, you know Stone Cold, The Rock. Like I've watched wrestling now, and I'm like, who the hell? Is this? <laughs> like the dude that the Indian guy. I was like, like, Mahal. like that's a random dude to me. That's just some random dude that they saw at the store, told me to be the <laughs> chef. <type laughs> thing, you know? Like I don't, I hey, have buddy, no idea you what's be going the on. Ship? And then like with um, what um, the dude that was with the Shield,
1: uh, uh,
3: Roman Reigns. Yeah.
1: No. Who's Dean Ambrose? This? Dean Ambrose.
3: Yeah, Dean Ambrose. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> but I still watch it, you know, tune in every day. And it actually is getting a lot better. Storylines are kind of iffy, though.
0: I would agree with the storylines have been pretty
3: poor. Yeah, but the talent is actually there. Talent is really like good. the Hardy right Boys are in a steel cage match
1: tomorrow. Like, if you haven't watched wrestling in years, to see the Hardy Boys in a match like that is still going to be nostalgic. Even to the most casual fans, that, that remember the Hardy Boys, that is a that's a that's a pretty exciting thing. So they'll speak. probably
0: lose, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it just seems that that's what's going to happen to me. Uh, the Hardy Boys are going to be fighting Cesaro and Sheamus in a steel cage match for the Raw Tag Team Titles tomorrow night. Uh, the Hardy's return to me has been kind of uh, lackluster. Yes, uh, I think in part because the Hardy's picked up so much steam outside of WWE. Uh, because Matt Hardy adopted this broken gimmick. Delete. Yes. (laughs) And if you're out there doing delete uh, the the arm signal, please keep your arm in a downward motion, okay? (laughs) If you are doing the delete sign a little too high, you look like you're hailing Hitler. So let's please stop that. Uh, (laughs) But, um, yeah, they're back in the WWE. Um, They had a big pop when they returned at WrestleMania. But since they've come back, in my opinion, they've been kind of lackluster or underwhelming, as Eric said.
1: Uh. I screamed at WrestleMania. (laughs) Yeah, we all did. I think my house exploded. It did. My neighbors probably were pissed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And in addition to that, I I guess the other big match to talk about would be uh, the number one contendership uh, for the WWE championship. I am also not a fan of the fact that Brock Lesnar is the champion. Yes, Brock is around, even though he failed out of drug tests in the UFC. He is perfectly welcomed in the WWE. Um, He is a champion, and we have not seen him since WrestleMania. And it, WrestleMania. To be
2: fair, it was the night after WrestleMania. But it, your point
0: WrestleMania stands. season. <laughs> he hasn't wrestled <laughs> since WrestleMania. And I for me personally, not seeing the champion and that long kind of takes away from the show from the championship the picture in, in itself.
3: No, I was like, I didn't even know he was a champion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Like you came back into it, didn't yeah, know I the, the champ. Know the you haven't seen on. the raw <laughs> champ. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. At all. And that's that's yeah. Wow, like, that's that's really weak. Like I get you doing it for the star power for Brock Lesnar. I get it. I understand you're bringing money in. But you got to have a wrestling champ to me. Like You got to have the champ present. You got to have the champ visible. At least have him wrestle a squash match. He can
0: be something. at least doing video packages to let us know he's still around. Like, still alive. Right. So <laughs> the contenders for the uh, championship is Seth Rollins, a former SHIELD member, uh, Samoa Joe, Finn Baylor, Bray Wyatt, and Roman Reigns.
1: That's going to be a cracking match, just to throw that out there. I think that's going to be an awesome
0: match. I would be more excited if Raw didn't make us watch variations on this match already for the last three weeks. Um, oh, you watched Raw. <laughs> <laughs> barely. But um, who, just, who would you say wins that match, that, that five-way match? Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns.
1: If the the WWE is trying to go with the stigma of, oh, we're trying to make things different and surprise the crap out of you, it'll probably be Samoa Joe. If they go with the stigma of, we're going to make sure we get our guy in there, it's going to be Roman Reigns. If they go with, you know what, we just going, you know, the logical win, nine times out of 10 be Bray Wyatt.
0: What? what
1: <laughs> <laughs> the logical because you got the you got Bray Wyatt's mysterious how is that the lo- they never let him win the size the character the promo packages yeah you got b- the beard you got Heyman and Bray Wyatt doing the promos okay. yeah. like to me that's logical yeah with the lamp yeah. <laughs>
2: Ken over here trying to figure out
1: who I who know, Bray like, Wyatt. which one is <laughs> <laughs>
2: big beard blowing out yeah. candles
1: um <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think it'll either be Samoa Joe or Finn Balor. Um, I think whoever wins this match, it doesn't even matter because they'll probably lose. um In like
1: three seconds. Tossed around the ring.
0: Against Brock because I'm pretty sure WWE wants Braun Strowman and Brock at SummerSlam. That would be my guess. So yeah,
2: And Roman ain't getting them to WrestleMania. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I don't know. Let's say Joe for shock
1: and <laughs> Joe it is.
0: <laughs> Joe it is. Um, So we actually had a listener email. Um, I would encourage you guys, if you have any questions or topics that you want to hear discussed, please feel free to email us. You'll see the email in our description. Um, you can hit us up on Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever means that you uh, find best, as long as it's a public forum to do so. Um, so the question came from Will, William Moore. Uh, the question said, hey, guys, great first episode. I would definitely be an avid listener. I wanted to ask the show a question if it folds into your guys agenda of topics. Why do we as fans media at times cherish Jordan's 6-0 finals and penalize so harshly LeBron's 3-4? Why doesn't LeBron get more credit for the appearances, and do you guys think that if he even gets the six rings, will it ever erase the stigma of his finals losses? Keep up the great work, you guys.
1: just want to throw it out there. Every week we're not going to do a Jordan-LeBron thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not what this is going to be about. Um, but it was a great question because when is, we got yeah. posed we said we can really dig into this question
0: but oh, because oh. it's yeah it's it's <laughs> such a it's such a deep question i personally have a little lebron mj fatigue at this point i didn't expect that topic to be so hot and last so long it's been a slow burn um <laughs> <laughs> but um i think it's the fact that he was perfect i mean i think that's just the the easiest way to look at it six and zero is impressive it's i got there i handled business i did it and for some reason, people seem to not uh, consider how hard it is to make it to the finals eight years in a row. So I think that that's probably part of the the reason why.
1: I think Jordan being 6-0, like you said, for him to actually have a perfect record in the finals is awesome. But nobody cares about who loses. That's true, too. So that's why a lot of people give LeBron flack for being 3-4. Like, I'm the same way. You made it to eight finals in a row. If you lost five of your eight finals, who cares? Like you, you, okay? Wow, I made it. I always make it to the Super Bowl every single year. I never win.
0: Buffalo Bills.
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) So nobody remembers the loser, or or if they do, it's in a negative light. Oh man, they cold. They can get there. They just can't win it. Nobody respects the loser. Hey, you gave it a nice effort. No participation trophies around here.
3: Yeah, well, with LeBron every year it's uh, it's finals, you know, championship or bust. So, like I said, he's been there eight times. Like that's a that's a great, a great accomplishment. But being perfect six and zero, that's that's a whole nother level of greatness, right there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I don't really have anything to add to this conversation. Like you guys touched on it. Like it's it's perfection versus blemishes. Like, um, I mean, I don't necessarily hold that against lebron like yeah like, you know i understand why people would um, mm-hmm. but i also think that that's the argument for people like that's what they grab they so they gravitate hold on to now because it's like well he ain't he wasn't uh undefeated <laughs> in the playoff i mean he wasn't defeated in the finals so he ain't never gonna be jordan like mm-hmm. it, it, you know
1: but like, you also got those lebron fans that like oh
2: lebron just
1: traveled for the 50th time Le- LeBron fans don't admit you know, that he they, traveled. They make up all kind of <laughs> random like, stats. What? What? Hey, today is the day that LeBron passed Jordan on how many dribbles he took on the court. Like so, st- stupid stuff. So you saying <laughs> so
0: you're saying that LeBron fans engage in nothing but Tim stats?
1: Yes, <laughs> I would. I would say that LeBron <laughs> fans reach. I don't like LeBron fans. I like. LeBron. Hey, man, we
2: probably got LeBron fans
1: listening. I like know. LeBron. I have no problem with LeBron. <laughs> LeBron. But the fans be, they, they kind of reach like Kobe fans.
0: Come on, man. <laughs> 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 all right, man. So, I mean, if y'all want to attack Tim, we're going to drop this. <laughs> <laughs> y'all know where to find him.
1: T-I-M-K-I-N-Z 3. You is know it the, this is week. That the right one? <laughs> right. If yes, that's the right one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on all formats and forms.
0: <laughs> so last week, as I said, uh, we're going to always end the show with a top five. Last week, we talked about our top five sport video games, and that had some pretty fun discussion. Um, so I'm just going to read five top fives. I think these were the first five I saw um, That came in So I'm going to read these out And shout you guys out uh, For dropping your top fives Also the Brewers just lost Um, (laughs) So um, Isaiah Our guy Dub His top five was at five Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three Four NBA Live Oh three Three WWF No Mercy Two ESPN NFL 2K5 And number one Mario Kart sixty four. I'm still not sure if we should be counting Mario Kart, but Tim's stats prevailed and it <laughs> went. So it's a racing game. But then, I mean, but then we're counting Midnight Club Dub Edition. It's a racing game. All right, bro. Like, test drive. <laughs> uh, Charles Snow. Snow. Uh, his top five was five NFL football '94 starring Joe Montana. Four Fight Night Round Four. Uh, three NCAA football 07, uh, NBA Live 95 And NBA 2K I'm guessing that's the original joint That he meant there uh, Byron had Tony Hawk Underground 2 Which was shocking to me Then Smackdown 2 Classic NBA Street Volume 2 Madden 04 So he was in Tim's camp And NBA Live 03 uh, Nick Ball Felix on Twitter I don't know why you call yourself Felix When your name is Nick <laughs> uh, <laughs> He, That's <laughs> right. Uh <laughs> he had ESPN NFL 2K5, uh, NBA Live 04. I'm sorry, 06. That was weird. Uh NBA 2K13, SmackDown versus Raw 06, and Revolt. And I then don't what that is. I don't know. I never heard of Revolt, but I was like, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh Shells had NBA Jam. NBA 2K16, Madden 93, Bulls versus Lakers, and the NBA Playoffs. Way to take us back. And NBA Street Volume 2. So, the, I mean, the consensus is that NBA Street Volume 2 is definitely one of the greatest games made of all time. So, this week, we're going to give you our top five sport movies. So, Man of a Thousand Vests, would you please <laughs> kick us off?
1: Um, my picks, uh, number five is Gridiron Games. With the Rock.
0: He is so fine. I know you love The Rock. I do. That's. Oh Have you God. ever seen *Great Iron Gang*? Of course.
1: Of course, you've seen it. <laughs> *Great <laughs> Iron Gang* was dope, though. Okay. I, I really did enjoy that movie. Um, for several different reasons. But um, number four, I had *Remember the Titans*. Mm-hmm. You can't forget *Sunshine*. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three, I had *Space Jam*. Okay. You had *Mike and the Monstars* and 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 you know *Looney Tunes*. Bugs Bunny was still my favorite. Um. Number two, I have The Longest Yard.
0: <laughs> which which <laughs> one?
1: Oh, the newer version. I'm okay. The, well, the newer, older version.
0: The, one, the, new, the one with, with the McNuggets
1: <laughs> with Terry Crews and <laughs> Stone Cold <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Nelly and the Crew. Um, I really enjoyed that one. That was hilarious. It is a very good movie. And it was a lot movie. of football and it was dope. But um, number one, I have Willie Beeman and Any Given <laughs> Sunday.
0: <laughs> Interesting. All right. What you got, Eric?
2: Uh, my number five was uh, Cool Runnings
0: nice <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, number four was blue chips um number three is remember the titans number two is any given sunday and number one is hoop dreams
0: hmm. hoop dreams is an underrated movie i feel like um yeah i like that five um there are so many good sport movies um doing my list i found out i really favor boxing movies i think it's just more compelling drama uh, and I don't <laughs> 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 we all like we oh forgot Creed <laughs> 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 So um, I mean the honorable mention I got a shout out Dodgeball It's not on my top five But my god What a great movie um, Number five I got Space Jam For nostalgia reasons uh, Number four Roland with Remember the Titans Three I'm going with Creed I know Rocky fans will be upset I understand Rocky's place But Creed is actually A better movie
1: It was a million In mm-hmm. Rocky movies.
0: Um, number two, I have The Fighter. Uh, love Christian Bell and Mark Wahlberg in that movie. Uh, just awesome. And number one, I believe, the greatest sport movie of all time. And if you haven't seen it, you need to go and get it Raging Bull. That was really good. Robert De Niro acted his life out. You got Joe <laughs> Pesci in there, not being Joe Pesci like. It was just a good movie all around.
3: All right, so my top five, I'm going to go. Um, number five is Space Jam. Um, number four, I had Coach Carter, but I forgot about Creed. <laughs> <So>, um, <laughs> that's right. Threes was not good. You know, right. yeah, so I threw Creed in at number four. Number three, um, Friday Night Lights. Nice. Um, number two, Remember the Titans. And number one, Any Given Sunday.
0: And I know people are going to be mad. There's no Hoosiers or Candy Shack or anything like that, but those movies just don't speak to me personally. Oh,
2: basketball that was pretty funny the milwaukee beers
0: right so i mean that's the top five this week we will uh drop those for you for some feedback um we're definitely looking forward to hearing what you said as well um so we're gonna wrap up right now um as i said before thank you for the support that we've gotten in the first week i am so shocked that we even got 200 views or listens in our very first week which is crazy to me um given that we just started uh so thank you so much for that uh fan if you like the show make sure that you get a fan or friend to listen like i want you to put the podcast in their inbox no matter what way that is and be like listen to this like let's talk about it like let's let's grow out here so uh drop in the social media handles you'll see all of those in the description uh personally i said before i'm signing off as the point guard of the crew At Camille Monet, C A M I L L E M O N A E. Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I will not add you to my Facebook, so please don't request me if you find out my (laughs) real name. Uh, That is for close personal friends and family. I love y'all, but let's just stick to Instagram and Twitter.
1: I have Twitter and a gram, but it's really not hard to find my name on Facebook either. But I got my stuff private too. So, yeah, I'm not fighting on Facebook. We can do it on Twitter and Instagram. I got you all day. T i m um, k i n z and the number three, all day.
2: Uh, double underscore Eric J on Twitter and Instagram.
3: Um, Twitter K Harris two sixteen. Instagram K underscore D a underscore. <laughs> <gentlemen. laughs> <laughs> uh, Instagram, hit me up. I'll definitely hit you back.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're a friendly bunch, so please feel free to interact with us, uh, follow the page, spread the word, like, let's grow, let's get big, let's do this, let's uh, keep it going with the Milwaukee podcast. I mean, we're a deep family out here now, so let's just keep it rolling. And thank you for listening this week. We definitely appreciate you. We'll catch you soon.
1: Appreciate all the love. Give it to me! Okay, you had to
0: be be extra to end the show, bro.